The following is a community recording of the decentralized storyline for the Web3 game Planet Quest. For more information, please visit planetquest.io. Chapter 24 Shockwave Report from the 40th Conference of the Universal Council, Time of Zeta Sagittarii 3.32 held on Station Ignis in the neutral center of the core systems. Council members for the Empire, Ivana Crane, Ji Yongju, Morai Crane. Council members for the Federation, Oria Adenis, Victor Huxley, Kim Lee. Council members for the Union, Mandla Benkole, Aish Phoenix, Trice Chavos. The following is a transcript of the briefing on the relevant vote for those involved in the Explorer program. With the funerals of both the Valkyrie Sana and Cillian Mercer in their respective faction systems. Our thoughts are with the both of them. We have lost brave fighters. Let us not dishonor their memories by losing more. I trust you all will act accordingly during this conference. It is the Universal Council's understanding that a large number of Union mercenary clans have taken it upon themselves to declare their open hostility toward the Federation. Of course, the Vox has not sanctioned any of these declarations, but each council member currently present has agreed that the Federation's military can be reasonably expected to defend itself, should such threats become a reality. However, fear of citizens of each faction pertaining to war can be soundly dismissed, as long as the pillar of the Union's military, the Bastion, remains uninvolved, these skirmishes should subside soon, and peace will be restored to the core systems. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said for the current threat plaguing the core systems. A few days ago, the Universal Council received word from the scientists on Mimir of extremely unusual activity from the cradle. The three wormholes around the core systems have begun expanding at an alarming rate, causing quantum-driven machinery to sporadically fail and encroaching rapidly on several nearby planets. These include Vargas, Morn and the Imperial Eden, now known as Eden Neputus, formerly Eden Lacanus. Though the situation may appear dire, our researchers on Mimir are certain they can halt the wormhole's expanse, both with the new knowledge they have gained from their continued research on the cradle and the previous success during the expansion of the wormholes that swallowed Mimir. Now, Council members, we come to the vote at hand. The Universal Council has received a report from Commander Connors, who until recently was heading the operation to retrieve Sarah Voss and take her into custody. It seems that, upon entering Sarah Voss's supposed location, Commander Connors' team found it empty, save for a strange machine with a recorded message strapped to it. The machine has been taken in and is being examined as we speak, 
We have the recorded message here for you now. Shockwave, Part 2 To all members of the Universal Council and the Explorer Program, this is Sarah Var speaking, where I am as a fact I would rather keep to myself, for reasons which will soon become clear. I've recorded this message several days in advance to be sure you understand it's not reactionary. What I have to tell you is this, the wormholes will begin expanding again, and soon. If nothing's done to stop them, they could easily swallow up half of the core systems, by my estimates. You'll have already noticed this. I'm sure the scientists on the mirror will tell you that everything's under control, that they can rebalance the wormhole's expanse like they did before. I'm sorry to tell you, but the scientists are wrong. The cradle isn't just a device, it's a living organism. Trying to control it like a machine is a mistake, the same mistake I made when my crew first arrived on the planet. When Mimir returned through the wormhole, that was the work of me and my crew, not the Council's fleets. Unfortunately, well, the cradle isn't just alive, it's hurt. The expansion of the wormholes isn't a malicious act, it's a defense mechanism. Soothing the cradle requires sentient, organic life that's been touched by quantum. I've been told Borealis Incorporated has some surplus supply of that. I'll tell you now, though, some of the people that give themselves to the cradle will die, as did many of my crew in our return to the core systems. But if we execute this properly and use all the resources on the mirror, this damage can be limited. The longer we wait, the greater the casualties will be, and the higher the chance the experiment won't work at all. I understand my absence may cause some of you to question my judgment or the authenticity of my statements. For what it's worth, I needed to leave Ignis in order to be certain that what I've discovered is the truth. I knew I couldn't send more civilians to their death if I wasn't absolutely sure it was the only way. And now, unfortunately, I've got to issue an ultimatum. I've got with me a sizable force, among them several people that would gladly give their lives to prevent the wormholes from wreaking any more havoc on humanity. If, for whatever reason, it seems the Council won't see sense, we'll be forced to take matters into our own hands. I'll be expecting a reply soon. Transmission ends. We have no further information as to what Sarah Voss means regarding taking matters into her own hands, but the Council believes it most likely that the Lieutenant Commander intends to attack Mimir with whatever force she has at her disposal. Given the hostile state of both Federation and Union space, both of which lie in between the Council and Mimir, the Council's resources for bolstering defenses on the station are limited. Keeping this in mind, the vote placed before the Council is as follows. Does the Council trust the scientists, funneling all of its resources in disrupting the signals of the cradle and sending limited available resources to Mimir to act as backup? Or 
does the council believe Sarah Voss's statements and begin sending the subjects of quantum infusion experimentation from Borealis Inc. to Mamiya in the hopes of stopping the expansion of the wormholes this way. Your faction contact will issue a statement shortly in your respective voting channels before the commencement of the vote, 12 hours from now. Union Storyline Com from Aish Phoenix, Union Member and Vox Representative Oh God, Sarah, what have you done? Though, if everything she says is true, I can't say I blame her for not trusting the council more than she is right now. I've always been a bit more on the optimistic side about this whole process. I know Haley never was, but it seems like the red tapes really bummed up the works on this one, huh? Okay, now to make sense of this mess. We just got a good number of our people onto Morn, the Bastion doesn't seem to be affected by these quantum drive malfunctions, but we're in no position to evacuate them immediately. Thankfully, the drama of the right seems to have actually done its job in calming a lot of Union members, and the epidemic's been contained, for the most part. Speaking of, I'd like to take a moment to grieve the passing of one of the fiercest fighters the Gamayun has ever known. I know he had his faults, but so do we all. If we start fighting among ourselves, the Union truly is over, and I hope we can all agree, at least, that Mercer did what he did because he believed in our cause, I'm sure his lights reach the stars now. Many of the clans are viewing what happened as an interference in the right, I don't know where I stand on that, as Sana didn't actually touch either of the participants. But everyone is going to see what they want to see. What I do know is that Bren shouldn't have killed Mercer when he did. Sana interfering is one thing, but striking after a potential interference? That's definitely dishonorable. I'm actually supposed to be at the Vox Summit right now, it's an absolute state over there at the moment, that's why I'm the only union rep present. Current hope is that our moderate members can smooth things over with the more battle-hungry ones. That's the hope, at least. Thankfully, it doesn't look like the Bastion's going to be sent out anytime soon, it'd take more than half of the Union's ships to take the artifact, but it likely won't even come to that. Losing Morn would be the last straw for our clans though, most likely, and losing Vargas too. Just the latest in a long line of wasted Union resources. I don't know if I can be of much use to you for the vote, explorers. I'm a bit out of my depth here, but I do know this, we unions stand by each other. If you take that to mean you won't gamble the fate of your faction on the whims of one member, or take that to mean that you trust your fellow union member in Saravars to make the right call under pressure, that's up to you. As always, make sure to discuss among yourselves, comrades. Keep your head high, now more than ever. Aish. Voting Results The Universal Council has consolidated the votes of each of the factions. Trust the researchers. 1. Empire Believe Sarah Voss. 2. Federation. Union The final vote is in favor of believing the words of Sarah Voss and sending the subjects of the quantum infusion experiments to Mimir 
in order to sue the living artifact known as the Cradle. Word has been sent to Sarah Voss, who will presumably stay any kind of planned assault on Mamir and the Cradle. Nevertheless, a perimeter will be set up as the subjects from Borealis Inc. make their way towards Mimir, just in case. Anzata, one of the higher-ranking artifact researchers in the Federation, will be the Council's main contact point for the procedure. We are expecting regular updates from them as the operation progresses. Avalon Transmission from Anza Tai, Second Officer of Cradle Research Operations on Mimir. Location, Cave Network of Mimir. Dating, Second Report, Time of Zeta Sagittarii 3.32. Designation, Operation Report. We're leading them through now. Good God! What's happening in here? Station Ignis, the cradle is breaking itself open somehow, it looks almost like a mouth of some kind. I can see inside, but only just, fascinating. Its linings are rough, rugged and purple, and there's a strong glow coming from the inside, hey, hold on, get back here. The quantum research subjects from Borealis Inc. They're moving toward the cradle. Get back. Back everyone. This is bad, we have no way of controlling them, their physical enhancements are too much for us to handle. They're already inside. The cradles are closing now, but the lines on its surface, they're glowing stronger than I've ever seen. There are so many patterns, more than I have ever imagined, and they almost look like a map, of sorts. God the caves! All research teams! Follow the exits up to the surface, this ceiling is about to come unglued. Transmission ends. Whatever happened with the cradle on Mimir, it appears that, for now, the attempt was successful. Unfortunately, despite the respective factions' best efforts to evacuate people from the affected planets, the wormholes have still caused significant damage. It is the Universal Council's sad duty to report that Morn and Eden Neputus, along with near half of their inhabitants, were caught up in the expansion of the wormholes and have completely disappeared. Most of the researchers around the cradle have managed to make it out safely in the aftermath of the cradle's outburst. However, the organic quantum subjects, if they are indeed still alive, are now trapped deep beneath the surface of the planet, along with the artifact itself, as the larger cave systems on Mimir have completely collapsed. The remaining scientists have reported significant escalation of the abnormal meteorological activity on Mimir's surface some of which has resulted in previously unseen phenomena, such as the planet's rock formations hovering slightly above the surface of their own accord. The Universal Council assures all people in the core systems that it will do its utmost to reclaim the missing planet, their people, 
and the cradle itself. Steps to achieving these goals have already been made. A large task force has been assigned to facilitate the cradle's recovery, as well as the recovery of the quantum-infused subjects. These advancements will then allow the Council to further build on the theories posited by Sarah Voss and to understand the Cradle in more depth. However, these operations will take time, time the core system can use to begin rebuilding. The malfunctioning of quantum-driven equipment, as well as the now-halted advance on the wormholes has caused significant damage across all three factions. As a final note, there is another event surrounding these tragic circumstances that has caught the Council's attention. Footage from the observation ship near Mimir appears to show a lone Class E ship flying into the chaos of the retreating wormhole. This ship has since disappeared, but who was manning it or what their purpose might be is certainly unknown. The Universal Council offers its condolences to anyone affected by the recent events, but would also like to offer words of hope. Human nature, no matter our faction allegiance, is to be tenacious in the face of adversity. We will recover from this. When the dust has settled, the core systems will step proudly into a new age for humanity.